Welcome back. We are glad you have chosen to join us as Pastor Tim continues his message entitled, You Must Handle the Truth, from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. We live in a day where the truth is compromised, corrupted, criticized, and condemned. We must guard it like the special treasure that the Word of God is. We must handle the truth. Here's Pastor Tim. If you're going to handle the truth, you have to stick to the truth. Number two, if you're going to handle the truth, then you have to safeguard the truth. To safeguard the truth. Let's go to verse number 14. He says, that good thing which was committed to you. All right, now we've got to figure out what that is. What is the good thing that was committed to Timothy? It's the pattern of sound words. It's, in essence, it is the gospel that leads Timothy into ministry, leads him into that pastoral ministry, or leads you into whatever ministry it is, however it is that you are acting out or living out biblical faith, those things that you believe. You know, if you're holding fast to that pattern of sound words, you're holding fast to the truth, that is the good thing that has been committed to you. How did... How was it committed to Timothy? It was committed to Timothy by Paul. He said back in, the, in, that, in that verse just prior, he says, which you have heard from me. How was the truth committed to you? You know, I go back and I, I think about some of my Sunday school teachers. One of my, one of my Sunday school teachers I had just died here in the last, uh, last couple of weeks. And we've been talking about her and talking about one that I, I remember so well. Her name was Pauline Lester. Pauline, do you have Pauline Lester? Is she still there? Pauline Lester, I think, taught us in third grade and, um, and taught us the Bible, taught us to love the Bible. That was, her, that was her main issue. So when you graduated from the third grade, guess what you got? You got a Bible. I still got my Bible. Pauline Lester gave to me. You know, those, those teachers mean a lot. It, uh, you know, I mentioned Betty Watkins' funeral this morning. Betty Watkins' funeral the other day. I just I mentioned, you know, why, why she is so special to our family. Uh, because Betty was Alex's first teacher when we got here. And, uh, and, and mentioned people like um, her and Nell Moss and Dot Richardson and Lois Kimberly and, and Carolyn Helms. You know, they all taught up in that children's Sunday school area. You know, and, and people would look at that. People may come in there and say, well, they're too old to teach children. They taught my boy how to love Sunday school and love coming to church. I, 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 am, I am indebted to them for forever for what they did. I'm indebted to those teachers like Pauline Lester that I had. I'm indebted to the teachers that we have now for what they invest in the children that are here. He says, that good thing was committed to you. It's not just that we impart truth. It's certainly not that we dictate truth. We commit truth. We give that to somebody as a trust. That's why you have Sunday school that, that, that begins in the nursery. Listen, Sunday school in the nursery matters, doesn't it? 
I mean, you may not think it matters like you're holding that little baby and you're rocking that little baby, you know, and you're singing songs to it and telling, telling Bible stories to it and you think, that baby ain't never going to remember what, they, what they're talking about. You're investing in that child, aren't you? It matters. So we grade those things all the way up. So year after 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 year. Just keep on going. We're committing truth into those young people. We want them to know. They've got to have something concrete that they can hold on to. And what they learn in the classroom there is what they're looking for in the lives of the people in here. Is that really how people live? Do people... Are people so committed in our church to prayer that if an edict, even if they don't know what that word is, if an edict was drawn up that says you can't pray anymore, that they'd still do it. Committing truth to them. Something that they can build their life on. So he says that good thing, that's the word of God. That's the good thing. That good thing which was committed to you. Now, here's the instruction. This is what he's saying. Keep. Keep. Maybe your translation says guard. Maybe your translation says protect. I I like the way the Amplified Bible says it. It says, guard with the greatest care. Guard with the greatest care by the Holy Spirit... It's not just you, is it? But you, 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 through the power of the Spirit of God, who dwells in you, safeguard the truth. We live in the day where the Word of God is compromised, where the Word of God is corrupted, where the Word of God is criticized, where the Word of God is condemned. And yet we believe it to be true. You know, I, I go back and remind you about the, the, the time at University of Georgia when the teacher kept making fun of the, of the Bible and the story of Joseph there in Genesis and laughing and saying, you know what, some people believe that. Some people believe this stuff really happened. You know, little timid Tim <laughs> finally, finally gets up enough gumption to say, I believe. I believe, I believe that. I believe everything in the Bible. I do believe Jonah was swallowed by a great fish. I do. I do believe that Daniel survived the lion's den. I do believe Jesus created the world in six days. I do believe that he died for us. I do believe that he's coming again. Call me old-fashioned or call me foolish or call me a dinosaur. Frankly, I don't care. I believe. And I want to safeguard that, which means first I have to safeguard it to myself. Right? I have to safeguard it in my own heart, in my own life. Then I can safeguard it when other people attack it or other people criticize it. Then I'm ready to stand out and be a defender. But you've got to hold it true in here first. 
You know, Watchman Nee, I, I hope you know that name. I, I love Watchman Nee and, uh, and the things that he says. It's, it's, it's so in-depth, I have to read it time and time and time again. He talks about this and talks about this in this verse and talks about how if you have something that you truly believe to be a treasure, then it changes how you safeguard it. Here's an example, and I'll, I'll update his example for you for today. So several years ago, I got to go to Ukraine and, uh, and was going there to teach at a school, uh, an, um, um, a school that really was for high school and college boys, sort of a sort of like a Bible college, I guess, kind of thing. And uh, anyway, in all of our meetings together, uh, the, the partnership was between our church and this particular school. And the school had so many needs. It was, it was unbelievable. And, uh, and one of the things that they had need for was for money. Um, and you could send them money, I mean, if you wanted to, but at that particular time, everything that came into the country, anything that came postal, um, was seized by the government, and they went through it. And if, you know, if they want to pass it on to where you're sending it, fine. If they don't want to send it on, then they're going to keep it, you know? It's just, just the way the world works. So as a part of our, part of our training or whatever... The leader said, men, I need for you to decide something. We're going to take some money into this country, and it's illegal to do. Um, we need to know if you're willing to take that chance to break that law and to take the money to the school. Um, we're going to give you a belt. And inside that belt is $10,000, you know, and you have to wear it in. That's it. So it kind of goes, I mean, today's Sunday school lesson was a good one. If you missed today's Sunday school lesson, you better go back and read your lesson because it's good. You know, at what point is it okay for Daniel and people like Daniel, people like us, to disobey man's law in order that we might further God's work? It's not, an, it's not an easy question. That's why the leader said, men, you have to decide. Can you do this with a clear conscience or not? I'll tell you one thing that I learned through that experience. You walk through an airport and you walk through security, the, the customs, and you walk, through, you walk through everything. You walk to your final destination. A whole lot different if you got $1 in your pocket or $10,000 in your belt. The treasure determines how much it's worth to safeguard it. Is it ever worth it to speak up for the Word of God? If it's worth a dollar to you, then probably not. If it's worth 10000 to you, then probably so. We have to learn to handle the truth, and it begins with you handling it every single day. Let's pray. 
Father, I, I first of all want to say thank you and how grateful I am that you have delivered to us your full revelation. I don't don't have to look for anything extra. I don't have to wait for anything extra. You have given me everything that I need in your precious word. Father, I pray that you'd help me to understand that it's a treasure. So much so that I would give myself to it every single day. Father, I pray that as every person in this room decides, maybe tonight, maybe in the morning, maybe in the afternoon, whenever it is, and they decide they're going to open their Bible, they're going to read it tomorrow. Would you commit truth to them through the very reading of that word? Would you demonstrate to them faith, demonstrate to them your love. Father, I pray that you would speak to them, that they would know that they, I mean, like like Moses in the burning bush, wasn't just a burning bush, he knew that he heard from God, and we want to know it. So, Father, we pray that you would direct our steps that way. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand together. I want to ask Sean to sing for us. If you need to come, you can come to the altar, you can come to me. Either one you need to. Okay? Sean. This year, at Brit David, we would like to challenge you to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.